Christmas is a week away. So let me say Merry Christmas, maybe a little early. Hi, I'm Charles Morris, and just before we start our program, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your financial support. Terry in Pennsylvania wrote in and apologized for giving $30. She said she's learned so much from our program and gotten much closer to her Lord. Terry, there is no need to apologize. The Lord uses every gift given with a grateful heart. And you, my sister in Christ, have warmed our hearts with your kind note. If you've been thinking about giving, remember it's tax deductible. It'll help us make our year-end goal if you give by December 31st. I'll share our contact information with you soon. But now, let's get the program started. Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. This week is your last week to catch the Geminids, a series of shooting stars that light up our sky every December. But you might have to burn the midnight oil to catch a good glimpse. Is it worth it? Every year, a set of shooting stars called the Geminids dash across the night sky in North America. They burn with a green fire, and they're truly a sight to behold. One astronomer says these are the only shooting stars he will brave cold winter nights to see. Prime viewing hours between 2 a.m. and sunrise. And you only have until the 17th. If you've never seen the Geminids, give it a try. They're truly beautiful, and they will remind you of Jesus. The Magi saw a shooting star. At least that's what current consensus says. And as you see the Geminids, remember the Magi searching for the King. And when they found Jesus, they bowed down in worship. I'm Charles Morris, and on this program, I want to share with you the great story that's all about Jesus. And over the last couple of weeks, on our weekday program, we've been looking at carols you should know. And now on this program, we're going to look at a very familiar carol written by Charles Wesley. One of the most familiar carols of Christmas, Hark! the herald angels sing a very interesting history in fact it had a more complicated name until a friend of charles wesley's changed it and perhaps even in more modern times you remember this carol in movies and on tv the closing scene from a charlie brown christmas as the peanut kids gather around Charlie's little tree and they decide to make up. Or do you recall this famous scene from a movie? It's a Wonderful Life, starring Jimmy Stewart. He was down in his luck, thinking life would be better if he had never been born. But thanks to a miracle, he cried out to God for help and learned that life was good. And all his friends gathered round with him and his family to help in their time of need. Hark the Herald Angels, a powerful carol proclaiming the coming of Christ. And in these minutes together, we'll look at the lyrics and also the history, and we'll hear it performed by the Haven of Rest Quartet. If you've been listening to Haven Today or the Haven of Rest for a longer period of time, you're familiar with our quartet. 
But for new listeners, the Haven Quartet began when the late Paul Myers, who went by first mate Bob, launched the radio program in 1934 from Hollywood. And this talented foursome singing group ministered and blessed people all over the world. So this Christmas, we decided to open up the vault with 32 of the best Christmas carols that that quartet ever recorded for you to enjoy. God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. Silence, Christ, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Just a couple of the 32 Haven Quartet songs from the best of Christmas. These carols are full of gospel truth, and they'll warm your heart as you listen. Call us after the program. Make your Christmas year-end gift to Haven Ministries at 800-654-2836. That's 865-HAVEN. Go online and listen to some of the samples we have there from this double CD project. And make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And just before we hear Joy to the World, we still have Little Pilgrim's Big Journey for your gift as well. It's a modern retelling of John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress that'll help both children and adults better understand the story that leads them to Jesus. Full of illustrations, bound in a cloth hardback cover. Ask about it when you call us or go online to look at the illustrations. And now, here is that most famous carol of joy, sung for us by Faith Hill. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven
Opening our program, Joy to the World, with Faith Hill here on This Haven Today. And I'm Charles Morris. I hope you are having a Merry Christmas season. During our weekday program, we were looking each day at carols, you should know. And in these few minutes together, I want us to look at one of the most familiar carols. Not Joy to the World that we just heard, but Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It was written by Charles Wesley. But did you know that the original title was different? Here's what it was. Hark, how all the welkin rings. I'm not even sure I know what that means. But we can all thank the famous evangelist George Whitfield for suggesting a change to the name when he published Charles Wesley's carol in his collection of hymns. Charles Wesley, John's brother, Born in 1707, can you believe it, the 18th child to his parents, Samuel and Susanna? And how he came to faith needs to be told. It was later, 1738, the brothers Charles and John had recently returned to England from the American colony of Georgia. They had gone there to do mission work, but unknowingly, they were still a mission field themselves. On their journey to Georgia, they had experienced a life-threatening storm at sea and were both struck at the peace and calm of the Moravian Christians sailing along with them. As John and Charles fell into fetal positions in fear for their lives, those other passengers showed no fear. In fact, there was courage in their faith. It was then and there that Charles realized that these Christians had something he didn't, and he wanted it. When he got back safely to England, he and his brother John began reading the writings of Martin Luther. They became convinced that salvation is through Christ alone, rather than by us doing some of the work ourselves. In May 1738, Charles fell deathly ill but through the prayers of the church and the grace of the Lord, he was healed. And we can now say the rest, including 5,000 or so hymns that he wrote, is history. You know, the conversion of Charles Wesley is a great reminder to me that no matter how pious we appear or how perfect our church attendance may be, it's Christ Jesus who saves. On what he thought must have been his deathbed, Charles Wesley recalled that storm at sea and how it didn't affect those early missionary Moravian Christians. He did, though, come to the certainty that putting faith in Jesus is our only sure hope. Charles Wesley turned to the Lord in faith, and he started writing his hymns, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It came out a year later in 1739, one year after his conversion. Every time I sing this carol at Christmas time, I recall Wesley coming to know the Lord. How rich it is to worship and praise the Lord Jesus Christ at Christmas time. The carol is based on Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory 
of the Lord shone around them, and they were all filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he's pleased. Did you catch that final line that I read? Verse 14. The opening line of Hark the Herald Angels Sing is almost a direct quote. The similarity is no accident.
This is Haven Today. At Christmas time, I'm Charles Morris, and Hark the Herald Angels Sing, performed by the Haven of Rest Quartet. Now, were you singing along with Hark the Herald Angels Sing like I was? I can't help but sing this song, and I want to look at a couple of things coming from Luke and this carol. Call it a two-point sermon instead of three. Here we go. First, from Hark the Herald Angels Sing, we find the majesty of Christmas. Instead of a theological lecture, I'm thinking of those shepherds on that first night, caught up in a multitude of angels. I'm not saying theology is not important, but good theology is always meant to lead us to worship. These angels were announcing the arrival of Christ the Lord, who came to save his people from their sins. What a most appropriate way to announce that Christmas is a majestic time, not because of the lights and the gifts and whatever's on sale. No, we celebrate Christmas by remembering the Lord Jesus Christ and the wonder of his birth. My second point, this carol reminds us that Christ's coming was a victory. Maybe you're like me. When I think of Christmas, it's so easy to think of it as the beginning. In many ways, that is true. Jesus had to be born. He had to grow up. He lived the perfect life, and he had to die to secure eternal life. But Charles Wesley wasn't thinking quite that way. The carol tells us that Jesus' virgin birth was a triumph of the skies. It was impossible for the Son of God to fail in this rescue mission. He was sent and arrived after hundreds of years of Israel waiting for their Messiah. It was cause for celebration. The wait was over. The King of all kings had come to fulfill the promises of Almighty God. Now that's my two-point sermon. But you know what? Maybe I'm just stuck in the mud, but I've got to make a third point for you. Did you notice how the opening line is not an exact quote from Luke 2.14? Instead of writing about goodwill to men, Charles Wesley wrote, God and sinners reconciled. You know what he was thinking? He was thinking Christ came to reconcile sinners to God. Janet and I are blessed to live outside a city. There isn't as much light interfering with the night sky. And a few late afternoons ago, the sun had set and we were walking the dog and we breathed in the sight of that super full moon. But we also thought something else. As we were dazzled by the coming night and the stars were breaking out, we were reminded that darkness can overwhelm you on a cloudy night. Think about those hundreds of years in Israel's history before Christ came. The Lord hadn't sent anyone to Israel for a very long time. There was darkness over the land. It was darkness from Roman oppression and not just a lack of streetlights. It must have even seemed suffocating at times. Maybe you, this Christmas, even with streetlights or living in a city, are trying to live in darkness. A person you love is lost in their darkness. Family tension abounds. So much can darken our days before Christmas. But Christ was born in Bethlehem to shine his light into your darkness. He did that so that you could then share his light with others. He came to die on the cross so we could receive his light. 
Wesley's Carol reminds us that Christ was born that man no more may die. When Jesus came, he didn't come just to show us the way or to give us some light. He came to die so that we don't have to. He came to crush the head of the serpent. Wesley knew what it was like to stare death in the face. He knew that unless someone else had paid for his sins, he would remain in that darkness and fear forever. This Christmas, as we sing all the great carols, we mustn't forget they were written to help us not just to understand the reality of Christmas. They were written to lead us to knowing Christ Jesus, who said, I am the light. Come to me, for I am the way to know the Father. Jesus truly is the only reason for the season. God rest you very gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Haven Quartet. God rest ye merry gentlemen on a haven today called Carols You Should Know. And I'm praying this Christmas season you are rejoicing in the Savior who was born in Bethlehem so many years ago. And as a thank you for your Christmas gift to this Christ-centered ministry, I want to send you 32 of the best of Christmas carols ever recorded by the Haven Quartet. Sweetly singing o'er the place, said the night wind. 
32 Haven Quartet songs that you'll find on the double album called The Best of Christmas by Haven. And when you make your tax-deductible Christmas year-end gift to Haven, we'll send you this CD set as a thanks for your support. And our number to call right now is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. You can also listen to samples from the Best of Haven set when you go online, and you can make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And one last reminder before we go, if you'd like to send the illustrated storybook called Little Pilgrim's Big Journey to someone you love, or to read for yourself, we can do that. This special book retells Pilgrim's progress for a new generation. Help a family learn more about Jesus and the Christian walk in the new year. Ask about that when you call or go online and you can watch the video we put up there about it. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again we'll share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Psalm 23 isn't just a declaration of praise, it's a prophecy of Christmas. Jesus coming as a baby, born to save us, preparing a table for us in a world of hurt. His parents didn't have room to welcome baby Jesus, but they found a manger Yet in that manger, all the animals surrounding the newborn king, Jesus was preparing a table for his people. In the forgotten places, the places we don't see or feel the Lord, he is there, humbly making a way for us to find life in his name, Jesus Christ. No other name has been given. Christmas welcomes us to the table. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.